0: I crying. I just start crying. This is the very beginning. Stop. Hi, this is for the girls podcast. I'm Nick Westrate. I'm Jason Black. This is a podcast about LGBTQ fans of iconic female performers.
1: Yeah, where we we come we come here uh, with grace and light to uh, sometimes Nick and I just talk about divas who have conquered the world, or maybe divas we think have conquered the world that maybe you don't know about. And sometimes we have guests to tell us how they have conquered their lives. how the divas have changed and informed their lives. And we bring you all that on this little podcast.
0: On just this little independent podcast, we're just a real mom and pop shop where we just celebrate the moms and kick the pops out the door. We, um, we really explore, The idea of diva worship, that old cliche about gays and diva worship. And worship will be the operative word this week. Who is this a podcast for, Jay?
1: This is a podcast for the woman who puts the cob in
0: Cobbett Cove. This is a podcast for deities on bicycles. This is a podcast for beauty salons. This is a podcast for horny ladies with fresh hairdos.
1: This is a podcast for trying to win the lotto into
0: heaven. This is a podcast for you girls who just like a sensible two to three bottles of white wine in an evening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a podcast for liking gardenias more than roses. Okay, hunty. Oh they <laughs> don't yeah, have thorns, let's don't get it
0: twisted. They don't have thorns. That's I why you got gardenias. Thorns. We didn't even know we should have had a gardenia tattoo. Hi, Jay. Hi. Welcome back this week. How are you, my love? I'm.
1: I'm. You know, I'm still doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's a positive. I'm drained. I feel very drained. Life has drained me. Um, mm. I think we're all a little drained. I think we're all a little depleted. We're, we've we been in these, our situation, this world situation, this pandemic for quite some time
0: but maybe but we're pre-taping this so maybe by the time this comes out the world is completely better maybe we're living in like a utopia cabot cove by the time this comes out and the kids are like what are you talking about Drained, depleted this is america everything's perfect
1: i'm dancing in the streets girls
0: <laughs> what if that's
1: happening <laughs> On broadway in, in two um, months and this is yeah i mean it would be so beautiful that this would be an antiquated episode that this would be a time capsule episode of of a time that we get to push in the back i don't know
0: i actually was thinking about that recently about how i was i don't know what i was listening to i was listening to a different podcast Uh, i was listening to keep it and marveling at how on top of everything they have to be Mm -hmm. and then being so grateful that our podcast is such an old moldy vhs where we do not have to understand the current world in any way we only have to understand pieces of culture from 30 to 40 years ago <laughs> right
1: i mean come, we we're try, we try we do try we do try we're such old we're so old in the in the hat we do try to be somewhat current but we do love <laughs> we do love our nostalgia junkies we love a rerun we love a rerun we love anything from
0: 89 back um <laughs> And oh, but we are going to get kind of current this week on the Patreon. If you're new to the podcast and don't know, we have a Patreon where there are bonus episodes. And uh, you can go to patreon.com front slash for the girls podcast. And we have loads of episodes on there. But this week, we're going to be covering a little film called uh, Whatever Happened to Mondays?
1: Yep. 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 It's, to it's a,
0: to try to remember that. It's <laughs> a fucking dystopian, futuristic joint. It's on Netflix, and it stars... My girl, Numi Rapace, and my other girl, Glenn Close. And my girl, William Dafoe. (laughs) That's right. It's really something. I mean, this podcast right now is brought to you by Days of the Week.
1: This is a week. This, yeah. Like, if you
0: think I like seasons, (laughs) get buckle up. Because... (laughs) (laughs) I like Days of the Week. I like calendars and Days of the Week. So on the Patreon, it's Whatever Happened to Mondays. But this week, what is it? On the main podcast where we are right now.
1: It's If it's Thursday, it must be Beverly.
0: That's right. Whoa. Have you guys ever seen The Matrix? Because that's what I just entered.
1: (laughs) Did you, you picked this, you picked this, you picked this episode. You wanted to do this. Was it just because of the name? Because the name tickled you so much. No, there's an
0: origin story. Okay. So again, if you're new to us, this is a recurring themed episode called My Favorite Murder, She Wrote. Um, and that comes with a whole bunch of origins. Murder, she wrote, being, of course, the place where we went for solace on a Sunday night to try to forget that school was coming the next day and just cuddle up on the floor with a blanket and watch Jessica Fletcher um, impose moral order on the universe.
1: Murder, she wrote, kind of like um, when you're, when you're, Murder, she wrote, is like when that, when tea becomes the exact right temperature that you can just drink it and enjoy it
2: mm-hmm. constantly.
1: It's like constantly a cup of perfectly warmed tea that mm. just soothes you. Soothes and, you with a little death.
0: <laughs> and we also got a lot of podcast inspiration for starting this podcast from the podcast My Favorite Murder, um, Karen Gareth and Georgia Hardstark's great murder podcast, which we're both huge fans of. So we combine them to do My Favorite Murder, She Wrote. So a couple times a year, we come at you with just telling you the plot of a single murder she wrote episode and this week it's if it's Thursdays it must be Beverly. How this came about was because when we were doing our other iconic episode about the gym, remember the one that we did about the health club right <laughs> We were watching the exercise classes yes of we course were watching we were in love with Evie Simpson we were loving the ladies of the town and we said in that episode are there is there a beauty salon in this town? I want to know about the beauty salon. And my friend Deb Wolfson, who is a uh, battle angel, listener to the podcast, great human being, messaged me. And she was like, oh, my God, what are you talking about? If it's Thursdays, it must be Beverly is the iconic beauty shop episode in Cabot Cove.
1: Let me give some more origins, too, with that. Uh, Evie, is, yeah, so I think we've done four of these. And in and Eve, the original sin is. Uh, Samson. Is in three of the four that we have done. One yeah. when we we chose when we choose when we chose another one, we were kind of shocked that our girl was going to be in that episode. We didn't specifically pick it, knowing that Eve Simpson she was going to she was going gonna, to was
0: gonna show up. What was and the one she wasn't in?
1: The first one I think that we did, she wasn't in.
0: Oh, I don't even remember. One.
1: And it's hard to remember because because just also just a little bit of understanding is that for Nick and I we're not conspiracy theorists. We're not, not necessarily zealots, but we have uncovered just like, just like they found the book of Mormon. We have found Mm -hmm. the book of Cove as written by our God, Jessica Fletcher. And so we go, we go to the, we go to the mountains. We go to the oceans. We go uh, to the beauty salon to be in the presence of God. And
0: And to try to learn and try to hear her word and let her word enter us. Exactly. And and that brings us joy. <laughs> that brings us <laughs> if it brings you joy. We don't really know, but we're gonna put you through it anyway. Also, if you want another book, one of you know, like you know how the Bible has some of those books that are like questionable and they're only in some of the Bibles. Uh-huh. That's our alternate episode on Mrs. Santa Claus. Right. Uh, Angela Lansbury's hit. TV straight to TV musical from the 90s. So we made did for TV. It wasn't straight to TV. It was TV. It made for TV. So uh, you can go back and download that episode and learn more about the entomology, the anthropology, the theology of Angela, also known as JB, also known as Yahweh, the Lord, <laughs> the Great I Am. And also, if you like those episodes, you can share this podcast. You can tweet about it. You can put it on your Instagram stories and you can write us reviews. We love you so much. Are you ready, Jay? I mean, when was the last time you entered heaven?
1: I I think it's it's been a really long time.
0: You're going to start crying. I know,
1: I know, I know. I like, you know... I don't have that many religious experiences, but like right now I really do feel like by us going here, I can will myself into heaven. Like I could literally somehow zap myself in there and, and beg and plead to never leave. Like really try to convince the wise one that I'm worthy enough. I I, Mm. I guess I just haven't felt worthy enough to enter. Yeah. To enter on my bike. But like, you know, I've I've greased up, I've greased up my spokes. I've Mm. cleared off my basket
0: Mm, and you're ready I'm to ready. just bike down the hill.
1: I'm ready. So let us let, let's let us take you down because we're going to Cabot Cove. Okay, are you ready? Okay. Let let us meditate. Let us meditate. Do you hear it? Do you I hear the I soft? Hear do
0: you hear it softly? Do you hear the soft pattering of a typewriter? Do, do. And we open on Loretta's Beauty Shop. Now, let me tell you all, Loretta's Beauty Shop in Cobbett Cove is a pink palace. Imagine it. Pink trim, big, futuristic-looking pink ladies' hair dryers. The hair dryer is pink
1: with within the middle of it. I mean, they look like alien heads. They look like cone, cone, like cone um, heads, cone heads. And then, so it's all this like beautiful Pepto-Bismol pink within the middle, like a glitter, a a silver glitter line down the middle, just Mm -hmm. like elegance itself.
0: It's giving you do everything. And we are here in Loretta's beauty shop. The hair is setting, the gossip is flowing, and the room is filled with about nine perfect late 80s character actresses all just going at it we've got our great julie fucking adams back as evie simpson the whore of babylon she's just chat chat chatting away with phyllis the travel agent who's planning evie's trip to go to paris we've got a lady named ideal malloy and we stop here her (laughs) name ideal her name She's not ideal. the mediocre Malloy. She's the ideal Malloy. And that's right.
1: Put that on my kitty list. Put that actually, I might even buck that up to a real child. I,
0: I have a whole, I have a true fucking note that says, is that a cat name for you? God, I, I'm connected to you in the thanks, Lord's babe. house.
1: I, I feel in the Lord's house, but I feel like I'm so moved. I'm so moved by the word that I could even name a offspring ideal like this is oh,
0: really? my One ideal daughters. yeah
1: and i'd be like this is my ideal of a child <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is ideal. ideal so ideal malloy's hair is setting loretta who is obviously the head beautician she is setting jessica fletcher's hair and jessica does not like her hair to be too full
2: uh, not too full in the front please loretta mm-hmm. uh, not too full in the back either she doesn't want any of she doesn't want the new trend
1: she doesn't want no. the new big trend that Loretta's trying to do. It's like, there's only Absolutely one way that not. God wears their hair, and then that's The same. The same. That's
0: the same. God
1: doesn't change. We do.
0: And God Loretta has this mousy little assistant who's running around. Oh, she kind of scared th- me. There's an angry woman named Miss Martin <laughs> who calls Loretta's assistant.
2: I'm not dry, you little dummy. Can't you get anything right? <laughs>
0: Anyway, the place is a buzz, and you think it's at the height of the buzz when who enters but, like, Sammy the jolly old postman.
1: Yeah, he has, like, some kind of, like, saying, right? Like...
0: I don't even know.
1: it comes in with a quote, like, he has an actual quote about the day. He's not just a postman, but he's also the seller of Lottery?
0: Yeah, he's running some hot lotto ticket scheme out of New Hampshire. Like, his sister lives in New Hampshire, and they have a bigger lotto.
3: Yes, you all know it's lottery day again. Last chance for you ladies to strike it rich and take me away from all this. <laughs>
0: Which is true. Like you can buy tons of shit in New Hampshire. You always stop at the border between New Hampshire huh. and Maine to buy like liquor because they don't have any taxes there on liquor. Everything's super cheap. You buy fireworks and you drive it over the border into Maine. That's just the hustle up there.
1: Whoa! So so yeah. so so he's really trying to not just give you your mail,
0: but but also sell you that, that lotto, lotto that good lotto ticket and. This leads the ladies into a tailspin. They're so excited about the lotto. It leads them into debates about husbands, feminism, alimony.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot you feminists don't believe in alimony. Oh, I believe in alimony. I just believe in sisterhood more.
0: And it also leads them into a hilarious repartee about their ages.
2: Number 30. Just my age. (laughs) I like your logic ideal. That means... I'm 33.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I guess like it's it's also these lotto tickets are are they their list they're ordered they're ordered by like numbers so so you know you're, ideal gets one zero zero
0: three zero one zero zero three one uh huh and they're like oh well that's just like my age <laughs> but you know who doesn't like gambling God she doesn't she knows that that's a sin honey it's a sin and it's a joke like you're never gonna win.
1: You know, like the only the only, thing, gonna win. the only thing you need to try for is to get into heaven and otherwise we're all it's all a fool's game.
2: You know, I've never been very lucky at gambling. Once Frank and I went to Las Vegas and I I lost a roulette playing both the black and the red at the same time.
0: Exactly. She says she's bad at it. The Lord herself, <laughs> Jessica, medium bodied hair, Fletcher does not like. Gambling. I guess
1: this was a lesson. She tried. She tried her hand at what was it? Something where she played black and red. You know, I think it's the one we. Oh, roulette! Them. She played roulette. them both
0: at the same time, and she lost.
1: And that's this. I think that 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 was a, that was a lesson. But that she also mentioned
0: her dead husband Frank, which is a pretty rare occurrence on this episode.
1: And in fact, she does it twice. I'm. I, I felt very. She does glamour. it
0: several times. This episode has a lot of. I feel like there are a lot of. Uh, what do they call them in video games? Easter eggs. In this particular episode that could really unlock some truths. Yeah,
1: we have to look closely. We have to look closely.
0: We will. Um, But so Jess is done with her perfectly unchanged hairstyle. But on her way out, Loretta, the queen of hairstyles and the queen of gossips, lets Jess know that Miss Martin, who is yelling at her assistant, is a very unhappy woman. She's sad. She's sad. Poor Mrs. Martin, such an unhappy woman.
3: You know, I've always considered it a part of my job to get people to open up to me. But when the trouble's in the bedroom...
0: Jess doesn't want to hear this. Jess doesn't like to gossip about people's bedrooms. Also, we just have to take a break.
1: I know this is a podcast. This is not a visual medium. But Jess is wearing this... Gorgeous ensemble of of forest a forest green top that goes mm. over into a forest green skirt with a big robin hood brown belt to tie it all together. I mean perfection. It's
0: very, it's a very Sherwood Forest motif going on here
1: on it's day like, one. One of my, it's like very commanding. It's so commanding and perfect. <laughs> Boom, Boom, the center.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so she goes out to get on her iconic bicycle. Who does she run into? Doctor Seth Haslet. Who really wants to make her some dinner from some recipe he found in a magazine?
1: Oh, and from like it's like from like cheap cuisine Italian or something. Yeah, something it's from crazy. like cheap,
0: cheap exotic dot com. And he's at the beauty shop because he's dropping off his assistant Beverly.
1: Remember the, the name.
0: Remember the name. <laughs> Remember this it's in the fucking title. Seth is dropping Beverly off at the beauty parlor, and as they're standing there talking about the cheap cuisine, he's going to come over and cook for her. They run into a man named Jonathan Martin. And he, we find out, is a police deputy. And from the beauty shop storms out Miss Martin, the bitch who wasn't getting any in bed, who was yelling at the assistant. It's a job I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy.
3: Jonathan!
1: Ditto, the wife. No, and then she's like, she's like I didn't know when you were going to get here. Oh, by the way, Jonathan Martin... He's not just any old deputy. He's very specifically the night deputy. And I'm obsessed That's with right. like night jobs That's right. You've of heard of the
0: night crawler, the night patrolman, the night watchman. This is the night deputy.
1: This is the night deputy. This is who when when he gets the call, he goes and performs night tasks for people. Exactly. He's awake. Yes. He has to drink coffee at you know he has coffee all the time. All the time.
0: Loves coffee. But not Honestly, in the morning. After the first five minutes of this episode and this huge cast of women, I'm overwhelmed by the number of balls in the air, the number of conflicts that have already been established, the number of people. It's just like Dickens. Yes. I need like a chart.
1: Yes. I really, I think that this, I think like of all the ones we've done, this has been, this truly is the most, uh, this truly is the most Agatha Christie satisfying like they ju- you just keep getting people and red oh, herrings oh, that it's like, oh. it could be anyone.
0: I was overwhelmed. Okay. So cut to Jonathan Martin's house. Mrs. Martin, his wife, Audrey Martin has her lotto card and it's pinned to the bulletin board. And it happens to be my zip code. Please <gasps> don't talk to me, everyone. But isn't that crazy? Shivers.
1: shivers. I, I could cry. That is so everything. It was You're so sick- lucky. I was like, what
0: you're so and she's also at this moment you got in (laughs) she's a bit in her cups she's on i would say maybe halfway through the second bottle of chardonnay
2: charlie wilson used to bring me gardenias single gardenia he would put it on my sweater and we would go dancing we would dance all night
1: Of course, gardenias do not have thorns. Whatever has unsettled her to not feel right at home in heaven, you know, is like a strange mixture of her, of, of... Of what's happening in her life. She her husband brings in his silk roses. They're not real silk. I don't know. I think he like calls them silk roses. They're like roses that he grows and tends to. And he like cuts his whole bouquet of these white roses and she goes into this tangent about how she loves gardenias. And Charlie Wilson from maybe Charlie Wilson's war gave mm-hmm. her gardenias. And the House of Roberts. Mm-hmm. The House of Roberts. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. She doesn't want these roses. She doesn't want this life. She doesn't want to be here.
3: I should have married Charlie Wilson when I had a chance. I should have. I could have. I should have stayed in Boston.
0: No, she's a deeply unhappy woman. <laughs> and then the she night really deputy, is. being the night deputy that he is, gets a call from who?
1: Evie Simpson.
0: Evie well, Simpson. Who, yeah, but who's the? Oh, who, I wish there was a woman named Flossie in this episode. That would be excellent.
1: There is some flow or something. There is there is the the operator who keeps calling him. Oh, who I don't think is we ever that
0: who it is. Yeah. Oh wow. And then that's oh, a yes.
1: dispatcher. He gets called from the dispatcher.
0: Right. Flossie. It is. Yes, Flossie is because that's what um, uh, Sheriff Amos Tupper says later. So the dispatcher calls him. He's got to go to Evie Simpson's house because. Evie Simpson's cat is stuck up a tree. Apparently, these are the kind of things a Night Watchman has to deal with. So he's off. So cut to the house of God, Jessica Fletcher's house. Jess is wearing, as added to her ensemble, this fierce kind of like denim-y house coat. It's like a blue house coat that she wears to cook. And Seth is cooking the dinner. We find out... It's uh, calamari and that Seth at one time almost poisoned Jess with some sort of chicken Vindaloo dish he made.
2: That's what you said that time that you made the chicken Veronique.
0: No, Jessica Fletcher. So I
1: looked up chicken, like whatever, Vindaloo, and I spelled it completely it's wrong. It's not Vindaloo.
0: It's like it's like Veronica.
1: Verzana, Verzania, Verzang, whatever. I tried, to, I tried to phonetically spell it. And it, I went on a very strange journey of looking up, <laughs> it, like it took me to like something called that that was a Mormon casserole that didn't include <laughs> chicken but was ham, and then I started getting into all of these deathly frightening mormon mennonite mormon recipes yes on pinterest that looked literally like like the shape of death
0: it was just these like brown gobs of nastiness with me it's with the mormons for me it's not the it's not the crazy planets or the underwear or the the really odd history and entomology it's It's really the dietary restrictions (laughs) it's really bizarre i can't wrap my head around it i believe in freedom of religion so we're there we're having some food we're making some (laughs) calamari who shows up but sheriff amos tupper he wants to drop by a book that jessica left him and whose book did that used to be Just came by to drop off this book Miss Fletcher lent me.
2: Well, come on in, Amos. Frank's copy of The Best Fishing Spots in Maine.
0: Oh, breaks my heart. I know, and these two men are like circling Jess. Jess has her pheromones turned up in this episode, and men are kind of buzzing around her. You should maybe save this episode for Valentine's Day or some day when you want to kind of feel a little sexy in yourself because this episode will do it
1: yeah but just also just as pheromones are up her walls are stronger you know what i mean like
0: mm-hmm.
1: she's a very sink you know there's only one there's only one light in this world and so like right. as, much, as close as you want to get there's only so close that you can get like and mm-hmm. obviously she needs the doctor and the protector she needs a healer and the protector circling her at all times yep. to create order um yes <laughs> she-
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> I can't wait till they uncover the like ancient Egyptian pyramid that just has the hieroglyphic of Jess with her perfectly medium-bodied hair. Riding a, a bike. Yep. In the center. <laughs> yeah. So they're over there arguing who's going to eat dinner with Jessica and who calls but Flossie, the aforementioned operator of the sheriff's deputy hotline, and she can't get a hold of Jonathan Martin. He's not answering his radio. So... They head off to Martin's house. And when I say they, I mean the whole police crew. The sheriff of police, Jessica Fletcher, and Dr. Seth Hazlitt. They go over there, and what do they find? Audrey Martin is dead. She has apparently shot herself in the chest.
1: This was disturbing. This was was kind of... Disturbing and devastating. Okay. Okay. Did you think
0: after where we just saw Audrey and how distressed she was and that she went to end her life? Yeah. She was frazzled. And I guess yes. this
1: could have been a conclusion, but did you think that it was going to be the night deputy that was going to be dead? Or did you think it was going to be her? Cause I obviously thought it was going to be one of the two and yeah. Honestly,
0: I couldn't, couldn't guess, guess the next step of this labyrinthine episode Next, I never knew what was coming. I was shocked at every moment.
1: And just finds it. Jess is there too. They're all there. Yeah. The, whole, They're all there, the crew. whole team. The whole and team. And this is
0: where we had our first ad break. Now, the ads on Peacock, which is now where you can find murder, she wrote, are not nearly as fun as they were on Homework Now. Are they They're Downey? like really this was is like a Downey? Dove Men's Deodorant ad. And I just have this like ideal that people are going to have to make ads that fit with with the period and aesthetic of whatever you're watching.
1: Do I I feel like Dove is close. I feel like give me a Dove, give me a Downy. It was a man's
0: though. It was like dudes yeah, putting deodorant a... on their hairy armpits. I was not into it in the middle of my service. Anyway, some we're back creamy at the Dove house. up in your pits. <laughs> some cre- yeah, some creamy Dove pits. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we're back at the Martin's house, and Jess has gone immediately to the bulletin board and notices that there aren't any pictures or any. Coupons up there. It's just some receipts.
2: How sad. No photos of children or family. No postcards from friends. Just expired coupons and an old shopping list. Audrey must have had a very empty life.
0: So she
1: says. Bummed how out about sad. That. Yeah,
0: she was like, how sad. What a sad how life. How sad. What is that life with no coupons
1: and no friends? There's no picture family. There's no pictures of family or anything no. up there on that.
0: Not even a poster for Charlie Wilson's War. No. Nothing. Too no. triggering for her. Jess is also really perturbed because
2: what really bothers me is that women don't usually shoot themselves, Amos. I mean, they're more likely to take pills. And
0: meanwhile, while Amos and Seth are doing next to nothing, Jess also notices Are those bruises on her wrist. Seem to be. Pretty fresh, too.
2: But they have been caused by a struggle, do you think?
0: She's literally the only person doing police work here. The men are just sipping coffee.
1: Oh, and they, and John- they retreat farther and farther throughout this episode. They literally do nothing. nothing. No, they
0: like hide from Jess's superior eye and mm-hmm. uh, investigatory prowess. Um, and Jonathan Martin is really bereft. And just talking about... She changed. She changed so much. And he can't believe that he did this. But then they're like, hold on, Jonathan. Why weren't you answering your radio for an hour? So he claims he was at Evie Simpson's helping her cat out of a tree. And then he just drove around for a while and doesn't remember why he didn't turn the radio on.
1: Yeah, it was off because, yeah, like like you said, it would disturb the kitty in the tree. And then he just was feeling very forlorn and forgot. And once he turned it on, he got... He, he got the message that his wife fully killed herself.
0: Right. And so Amos Tupper is not buying this. He's like, you got to turn in that gun and that badge, honey. But you know who is cut. buying it? God. God is kind of, God's not mad about Jonathan Martin. She thinks Ooh. that something else is afoot. Yes. So now cut back to Loretta's beauty parlor. Loretta, the queen of gossip is on it again. Evie Simpson runs in because something has happened to her hair.
2: Loretta, Loretta, you can squeeze me in. Our little experiment yesterday was not successful. I looked at myself in the mirror this morning and my hair resembled a plate of leftover fettuccine.
0: <laughs> her words, not mine. <laughs> and fucking Loretta knows. she has heard. Well, Bo at the diner told me
3: that Sheriff Tupper took away jonathan martin's badge and this is the
0: moment where i'm going to talk about ruth roman as loretta she is fully everything to me in this she's a three pack a day smoker at least and is like giving me very elizabeth ashley vibes yes full elizabeth ashley it's gorgeous but her own self (laughs) anyway amos tupper shows up at the beauty parlor to get some information, and the ladies just theories. And-
2: she was always cranky. She never even made an Jennifer, effort to be. If pleasant. You ask me, the
3: problem oh, that with that marriage was his bed. In that case, you no, better. Man, I, I just, love, and look, look, now you know a man can only take an so evil much. thing to say. Just because she's what dead
0: not she- Amos cannot take it. He's exasperated. Ideal is
1: really she really shines during this scene. Like Ideal really does an ideal comedy bit here, where she's super see, what was that? Ideal is kind of like they're like, um, you know, they're like, oh, we think it's Jonathan, and and uh, the sheriff had to take Jonathan's badge, and Ideal was like,
2: okay, sheriff, what gives? Did Jonathan Martin kill Audrey with his badge? <laughs>
0: ideals does play for that hard um like the ditz lane yeah in the comedy she's really like holding on to that you know there's always that classic
1: grandma grandma ditz and all and all and all the films that's that's ideal in this one (laughs) that that,
0: that, archetype of the grandma ditz ditz. (laughs) anyway cut to Dr. Seth's office, a very rare setting that we rarely get to see in Cabot Cove. Is and Seth's this is...
1: office basically a house transformed? It's a
0: house. Yes. It's fully a house. And what's happened is Beverly has called out of work for today. So Seth is frazzled. Jess comes over. And this is one of the most important scenes, I think, in the episode. Give it to me, babe. Seth hasn't received the New Hampshire Weekly Reader's Digest that he does his crossword puzzle in every week. And he can't figure out one word in the crossword puzzle. There's a word I
3: simply cannot fathom. The devil. Five letters.
2: I know. It's a trick clue. Satan doesn't fit.
3: Oh, I know that. What does?
2: Do you really want me to tell you?
3: Yes. Why else would I
0: ask the question?
2: It's just that sometimes when I tell you, you get upset.
0: I'm getting upset now. It's Deuce. Who knows all the names for the devil? God. God. What does Jess immediately know?
1: Do you know how I would spell devil?
0: How? E-V-E-E-E-E-E. <laughs> <laughs> E-V. Or E E V I E. No, five letters. E V I E S. E Evie V Simpson. Jess no, I... knows immediately. Deuce. I don't really know how deuce is a name <laughs> for the devil wow but apparently it is and the lord is telling us she knows the devil's name she knows his business and she will find him out
1: now i do never do this in comic code, but i want to do this here i want to be crude do you think i gotta take a deuce comes from like <laughs> i gotta i got i've got to purge myself i've got to purge devil? the
0: devil out of yeah. me i don't i think it just means a number two babe oh. <laughs> 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 Deuce is in the two, you know? <laughs> now, I will tell you, though, that Angela Lansbury <laughs> on appeared on Broadway in the play Deuce opposite Dame Marion Seldes, who starred in one of our previous Cobbett Cove episodes.
1: See, we're only presenting facts. We're only presenting connections. Sometimes you can't completely understand what they mean. We can only lay them out here. Again, to like, just like when we find the Egyptian scrolls of Jessica riding on her bike. Mm-hmm. At some point, some historian is going to have to take the work that we have put in to pick up and understand exactly all the connections we are finding.
0: They'll study it. And we'll
1: study fun. this. Someone will study this podcast. This is why we do this.
0: <laughs> we're, we're reporters. We're um, cultural uh, anthropologists. Um, anyway, Jess is off to the travel agency for some reason. She's got a hunch. So she talks to a new character, well, who we met at the first scene, Phyllis, the travel agent. And Phyllis said that...
2: Well, pass that on to Eve Simpson, will you? She's been on my back all morning. Doesn't seem to understand that I can't give her two airline tickets for the price of one.
1: Now, let me tell you this. Do you know where I would want to go If were I to visit Phyllis's travel agency? Do you know
0: anywhere i mean literally just like leave your house or
1: how about this just a return ticket to Cabot cove please
0: one way ticket please
1: i would like to i would like to leave Cabot cove only to re-enter Cabot cove thank you very much <laughs> and i'd like to get a hundred of
0: these tickets
1: and i'm not sharing them at all sweetie pie
0: <laughs> i just want to be able to come back to heaven so jess leaves with that hot clue and goes back to her house And this is the next day. And we know it's the next day. Why? Because Jess has had an iconic change of outfit. She is now in what is my favorite outfit of the episode. It's different shades of strawberry, right? It's a monochromatic, iconic mood. It's like a maroon, possibly corduroy pant. It's like a pink blouse with like a red uh, scarlet uh, sweater Yeah, a great scarf and a great kind of red floral scarf. And
1: here's what I find interesting, babe. She was in a green outfit at the beginning.
0: Mm -hmm. Now she's in a
1: red outfit now. Now when you put red and green together, those color schemes make up Christmas.
0: That's Christmas.
1: This is Mrs. Claus. So, and then when you, the next logical step is Mrs. Claus, the CBS made for TV musical.
0: Mm -hmm. Is the mother of God. Is the mother of God. So, she died for your sins. You're welcome. Everyone should also follow a great account called Murder She Wore on Instagram. They're we amazing. They chronicle all of Jessica's outfits. We love Jessica. Anyway, we're back at Jess's, and Jonathan Martin stops by her house. <gasps> Jess has been typing on the typewriter, writing her next hit mystery novel, and she's a little tense.
2: It's quick in the neck tells me that I've worked long enough.
0: So, Jonathan Martin starts giving the Lord a massage. <laughs> I wish you could all see Jason's face right now. And she is bringing all the boys to the yard in this episode because he just starts hitting Jessica in that spot, in that real good spot. And she's like,
2: Oh, oh my goodness, yeah. Oh, it feels wonderful. Oh, my husband used to do this for me all the time. That's all. So. Yeah, that's the very spot there. Mm. Oh, he had the most wonderful hands.
1: How's
0: that
3: feel? Um. Mm-hmm. Do I get a nerve? Uh-huh.
0: And he's really coming for her. And then she realizes what's happening. And she's like, I have to get this man out of my house. Luckily for her, the Jolly Postman always rings twice. And he just barges in. And Jessica's like, both of you really have to get out of my house. And she does an iconic a uh, trick move where she tells them that they need to talk to each other outside.
2: Oh, George, your your wife, your so wife a lovely lovely to talk lady. About together. I know that. Well so much for
1: coming. Which is I've I've done it. I've done it. If two people mm-hmm. are in your house, you say you have things to discuss outside.
0: <laughs> exactly. It was perfect diversion. God. Thank you, thank you. That's a halfway point. I'm going to hand it off to you, my babe. Thank you, babe.
1: I'll just like to say at this halfway point, Jonathan has just tragic, like, like in all of these cases, Jonathan has just tragically lost his wife. Right. I'm not quite getting that tragedy vibe from him. Vibe from him, but I Boy, am. The but- wife was a bit of a pill. She, yeah, she, yeah, <laughs> she wasn't fun. But does that, that mean that, like? She should put a gun to gun to it. Uh, no, here's my question. We haven't even talked about this. Is Jonathan a Cobbett Cove daddy snack?
0: I was not into Jonathan. You weren't. No, no, weren't. and I was really upset when he was massaging JB.
1: What's who? Who's who, what's his? Um, who does you remind my snack me of?
0: of the ep- my snack of the episode is in the next scene, though. Really? It's a really quick cameo. It's. Uh, Max, the new young deputy that we see for like a minute doing some paperwork at Amos Tupper's office.
1: You see, Jonathan does kind of give me um, who? Well, who is the, who is the the stud in Passion Fish? What was his name? The the like, oh
0: David Strathairn. It's
1: giving me a little bit. He's giving me a little bit of like David Strathairn's brother,
0: also the stud in Nomadland. I know, and also the stud in Home for the Holidays. I mean, David Strathairn, iconic stud across uh diva films
1: and i feel like jonathan's giving me a little a little bit of that that light you know okay. you, you know who jonathan what you know that what that actor was in kind of his famous i guess most famous role cactus flower little oh uh, for with you the, with
0: our goldie with
1: our goldie yeah oh good for him yeah okay okay here we go baby baby angels so there's a nice shot of kaba cove uh after this, that's just perfect. So you know me, you know my love is when I get when when I get a Kabakov shot, and they're outside a lot. We we, we you know in that in her red ensemble, they're outside
0: walking, and it's yeah, and and so that is something we like it's to choose. Pretty beautiful. A- no one's going to hit her in that outfit. Mm-hmm. They're all going to know where she's at. They're going to
1: know where she's at, and we don't, you know, they a lot of this stuff was shot on sound stages, and sometimes it's not even shot in Kabakov at all, and so there is like we do try to pick the ones that are in Cabot Cove and that clearly have Cabot Cove outdoor scenes because that's where my true, that's where I can feel the gates of heaven warming my hands. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I if do. I can't be, in, I can rest against these images. And so there's this like great shot of the water and, and all of this. And I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful. And as it pans out, who gets to see all of this heaven but Eve's second floor balcony? Yes, yes. Isn't this everything? This is I am Evie's wanting has
0: some mad wicker furniture out there and she is pouring some hot bordeaux for our Jess. And Jess is up to having a red wine in the middle of the a day. A
1: day, some day wine.
2: Oh, you will have some wine. It's a charming little bordeaux with quite a vivid nose.
0: Just some day wine well, which her, I love. It's it's her own blood, so yes. she's able to have yes, it. She, she
1: she can drink <laughs> she drink on drinketh an oven of herself and Eve's just being a little hoity-toity and she's like and Jess is like where are you going to go and Eve's like
2: Bordeaux is that where you're going on your vacation ah uh, Bordeaux Provence all over the south
1: <laughs> and I wrote oh really Eve that was one of my big notes like I got you Eve I got your number Eve you're going to go to Provence and, and just says does not sound romantic and here's our third mention of Frank Jess says
2: oh Frank and I were there once it's very romantic <laughs> I hope you're going to share it with somebody very special I'm traveling alone.
1: Hmm. Really, Eve? Mm. We're catching you in a lie
0: now. That's very interesting. Yeah, because Jess already went to the travel agent and knows all the tea. And already knows
1: the tea. She already knows that you're, uh, that's not true. And Eve is like, well, whoever I want to take is my own business. And That's true, though. That is true. And uh, then the deputy asks, uh, what's up with your cat? And Eve says, and I will say, this is a slightly sinister thing that she responds. And this is, this is, y'all want to, y'all get out the bubbly for this. We're analyzing this scene. Y'all analyze this scene because this is, this is, this, this, this episode is some of the hottest things I've ever seen. Eve says, she's a very bad cat.
2: And the deputy seems to have a way with her.
0: A what? Uh Then, then they go and see. What? She talks about her naughty pussy. Evie Simpson is a sex positive icon.
1: Yeah. G- got my pussy stuck in a tree. Need someone to come and get it down. Okay. Jonathan
0: knows how to get my pussy out.
1: Um, and then they go and they see Jonathan, and he was like, Yes, I was with her, but she was lonely. You know right, like, so Jonathan
0: we realize is fucking Evie Simpson.
1: Yeah, he was like, she was lonely, she was sad. I mm-hmm. all I was trying to do was comfort her. And strangely, God still doesn't want to question this. Like, doesn't want no. to question what she what doesn't learning? think
0: Jonathan did it.
1: No, no, she's still kind of like, okay, like he's just, just like he's he's the night, he is the night deputy, and he's also, I guess, a good starting to become a good Samaritan. Of the lonely women of Cobbett Cove, mm-hmm. and then, um, and then they go, and then now we're back. We're back at Loretta's beauty salon, and just comes, just needs to do some more investigation. Mind you, all the men are still sitting back; they don't feel comfortable in the beauty salon. And yeah. L- and Loretta because Loretta, Loretta says, "Come, come, come in," and Loretta says, "I have to tell you what's up." And just is like. Loretta, we already know about Eve. And she's like, hunties, I'm not talking about Eve. Eve? <laughs> For that's old news.
3: I'm talking about Ideal Malloy. Mm-hmm.
1: And that was just kind of like, whoa, what the fuck? Ideal is where they start looking at the calendar again. And they're like, yeah. oh my gosh.
2: Famous, there are more than two days in the week.
0: How does she know that? Why does, why does she know that? She created it. She, she created the world in six days. She created the world in six days and she gave us the Rested on the seven.
1: Yes, babies. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is true. So we're always talking about real estate here, which I'm obsessed with. Just as Eve is obsessed with, with selling the real estate. There must be so much real estate. I was like, there must be a house on the market every other day because someone dies every day. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> always dying. Everyone's always dying. And the house comes up. But ideal is my dream. This is my dream. It's like floral. It's Her style. house. Her house. It's floral. It's yeah. tacky. There's like, I love the idea of mixing like... um plaids with uh with like doilies and things like mm-hmm. it looks it's prince. just prince, prince. Chintz. chintz that's how you do it this is how you do it this is my house I'm really I I can't wait to move <laughs> in when I deal decide to go up to whatever the second heaven is of Cabot Cove to second <laughs> Cabot Cove <laughs> Someone's
0: going to kill Ideal eventually.
1: And Ideal Ideal was just like...
2: It was so nice to have a man around the house once again.
0: Next, we find out that Phyllis was also... Phyllis, the travel agent, is also having an affair with Jonathan Martin. She's Wednesdays. But Mrs. Grandy was a married man.
2: And that's what made it perfect.
0: So, so far, we've got Evie's on Mondays, Ideal Malloy is on Tuesdays, Billis is on Wednesdays. I'm glad they went sequentially for us and didn't try to mix it up too much. And this has it set up so that all of our ladies are suspects. Wow. And I love that. I could have had this expanded into a five or six part episode, honestly. Because I never got ahead of it.
1: No, it's a... Mo- and you won't. And you won't get ahead of it until it just ends. And then you're like, okay. Like, there was no... There was no really... Re- Although, I don't know. I might think I might I might have known. But, um... And now we now we come to so we did my <laughs> you should see Nick's face now. I was touched with the give some gift of premonition. Um and so what do we do? Yes, that's right. We do Monday, we do Tuesday, uh we do Wednesday, and where are we now then? Who we're Thursdays and Thursdays and we're looking in the in the logbook. Who's on
0: Thursday, babe? Who didn't show up for work?
1: Who was too busy making a casserole? That's right. It was Beverly.
0: Beverly. Talk about a sex positive icon. Beverly, Dr. Seth's assistant is who we're talking about. And
1: they're like, Beverly, we know what's going on. We know that you call to see John. And she straight up looks at them and everyone, including God. And she says,
2: It was good, clean sex once a week. I'm not ashamed of it either.
1: I had to take a pause. I had to take a pause. I had to take a walk around the block. I had to drink a couple (laughs) glasses of water. (laughs)
0: she is not having it. She's like,
2: and if you want to fire me after coming in late one day in my entire life, Seth Haslett, you don't have to have Jessica do your dirty work. I'm going out there in the world and have some fun.
0: I'm out. She marches out that door. Yeah,
1: she's like, Hello, doll. She's like, I'm going to join the parade. She's like, Hey, hey, you know what? Life is for the living, and I am in paradise. And booyah, Seth. Booyah, Dr. Seth. <laughs> Try to run booyah. this off.
0: <laughs> booyah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh okay so now and so now we go and eat as an eve eve uh the yes. temptress you know the apple herself the rotten apple herself the, you know the the animal without legs comes in <laughs> with her um that's a snake y'all comes in <laughs> <laughs> comes goes to visit Jonathan and she's like look she has this like kind of corning dish uh which is like a very big Midwestern thing that's where you put all of your casseroles in and she this kind of ma- I mean have you had salmon mousse have you ever had a, a salmon it sounds mousse? good
0: but Evie's intense about the instructions
1: it has to chill for three hours you gotta let it chill for three hours and she, and, he, and, he, and he was like let's eat it now he doesn't want to open the fridge she opens the fridge and it is just stocked full Of all of the goodies that people have brought this now bachelor. All
0: the ladies' casseroles.
1: She's like obsessed with reminding that he's very, very recently a bachelor, Eve um yeah and so you see all the casserole dishes one of my favorite scenes one of my all-time favorite scenes was getting to see inside that fridge and i love casseroles i love a I love a dish that i can just heat up
0: that's so nice that's salmon you love it when when you return a casserole dish to mary Kay place i
1: know i love that i would love to be able to do that mm. um,
0: i can't wait till we can return things to each other again
1: So we're all putting it together. We're putting it together. Jess is kind of putting it together. There's a lot of days of the week that women are having to do this. And Jess
0: goes back to talk to
1: Loretta to see if there's anyone else that Jonathan is helping out.
0: Um, So can I just uh, say this? For this interrogation of Loretta, Amos Tupper just looks at Jess and tells her to... If it's all the same to you, ma'am, I sure would appreciate it. If you take the lead in there, I don't (laughs) think I'm up to it. I'm just going to say it right now defund and disband the police yes. and let jessica fletcher control law enforcement thank you very much
1: thank you thank you this is yes yep Boom. fuck fuck the pigs fuck the pigs <laughs>
0: you heard it here first you kids. heard it here first babes
1: and so she's yeah so she's doing all the damn work trying to be like loretta what's up is there any you know is there anyone and loretta looked, literally looks in the face of god and she's like oh my gosh why you too and jess is like no No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hungry for that. And then Loretta, again,
3: very sexually goes. But then Jonathan does seem to have amazing stamina, doesn't he? Sort of makes you wonder what he's got that's so special, doesn't it?
1: Oh, oh, oh. Come on. He does. He he really does. He really does. It does paint another picture of if I, if I were to be his wife, I would feel a little, Mm -hmm. I would feel some ways. I would be feeling some ways. Um, And so now all of a sudden we're going to that kind of uh, mousy Loretta's shopkeeper's house. This surprised me, Kareen. This was, this house surprised me. This whole lifestyle surprised me. I haven't quite seen this on the shores of Cobbett Cove in many a moon and, and kind of Kareen comes out of her mousiness and she's kind of done up of the, in the modern
0: times of the eighties. And, and Jess is like, Kareen, Kareen. Kareen.
1: Do you know anything? And guess who comes yeah. behind her? Guess guess what? Not alone. Guess who's Jonathan,
0: there? Jonathan, Jonathan Strathairn, Martin. Jonathan Strathairn, the night deputy, Martin himself, is there mm-hmm. fixing
1: a door, fixing the screen door mm-hmm. at night.
0: You what? Opening and closing her doors.
1: And so then I guess they like, take Loretta back to the pig station. Well, they they realize that
0: Loretta no, they wasn't.
1: They take Kareen to the to the to the popo station to, to kind of to like,
0: station. And they find, they interrogate her about this movie that Ideal and her and Loretta went to. And Corinne is like, Loretta? Mm -mm. I never went to a movie with Loretta.
1: It's so funny because we actually know from Ideal that they went to go see a movie and she starts crying.
2: And they were playing some awful movie, something about divorce, divorce. Love
0: you, girl. A divorce is not mm -hmm. ideal. Mm -mm." They went to go see, like, the Prince of Tides or something. And so,
1: aha, do we hear something? Do we hear something? Loretta's lying. Loretta's Mm -hmm. been lying. Like, what's Mm -hmm. going on? Like, oh, my
0: gosh, is this our culprit? Is this our culprit? Also, Sheriff Tupper has the iconic line in this scene. Even the Lord rested on the seventh day. Clues, clues, clues. They're trying to just tell us the gospel of Jess in this episode that is so sexual i do feel like we're in the garden of eden i feel like it's the beginning of paradise
1: yeah spirit like examining your spiritual life is so confusing it is lab. it is a labyrinth there is a lot of characters involved in it there is a lot of messages mm-hmm. and it's and it's doing this work it's sitting down it's trying to decipher what's happening just so that we can get closer just so Mm -hmm. that we can move just even an inch closer to the truth and and the 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 light in heaven and so that's when they're like oh my gosh this is just so much so they go and ask jonathan and he's like yes her too ding 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 her too and she was did you ever have a
3: a date with loretta my one big mistake
2: your one big mistake?
3: Loretta's never let me forget it. The phone calls,
1: letters,
0: it,
1: it was just endless.
0: They gotta go get her.
1: Yeah, they they gotta they gotta go and get her and they they go back to the beauty salon and then what does Jess see on the mirror? Lottery tickets.
0: Lotto on tickets. Loretta's man Because Loretta bought ten Lotto tickets and Jess is like Bleh. But first they get an alibi from Loretta, don't they?
1: Yes, yeah, because 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 Loretta has to admit the truth that some of us all have to admit
0: is that that and, she went down to New Hampshire for some illegal activity too, and it was at a
1: night doctor. She literally uses the term night doctor, so I'm really trying night to doctor. understand. I feel like this is <gasps> telling me to move into a night profession to be close <laughs> to someone that works a very specific.
0: Mm, you could be night a night thing? podcaster.
1: Oh, wow, <laughs> I. They, okay. Yes, I, I guess I could. Yes, I guess I could do a night podcast. I could say, "And now it's night, <laughs> and I'm taping, and that's my concept. It's my concept. It's a night. I'm a night podcaster."
0: Who knows? Someone's done it.
1: Who? Someone's done, Yeah, someone's got to do it. And <laughs> and so she she goes to a night
3: doctor. Doctor Sanders has a night clinic. I'm um, I'm having collagen treatments. Is that fatal?
2: Name is collagen is used to restore the skin to make it look more fresh.
3: Well, at my age in this work with no husband, I uh, just can't get old.
0: Collagen treatments is what they were having. Now, collagen is tame now. I have collagen in my moisturizer. <laughs> and I know, I know. It's like... Ooh, but back then, they treat it like she went to Mexico to get like... Uh, you know like embryos transplanted into her eyelids or something but don't you like love get it? a stem cell treatment <laughs> yeah.
1: i know it's like it's like, like i went to get collagen it's like oh bitch you didn't swap your face off you just got a little she has got a little cream put in and but she does say to god can you keep it your secret and Jess lets her know very beautifully that yes she will say nothing and she doesn't have to say anything Because okay, she knows your sins. She knows your sins, and she knows who who the real sinner is. After noticing, because she saw
0: the lotto tickets,
1: and she starts. So where do we go? She starts deducing, and she knows, as we all know now, as you've all been ready for, who was selling those lottery tickets. But the mailman himself. Who? This Mm -hmm. is what I'm telling you. The minute he came on stage during his little song and dance, he creeped me out. He creeped me out corinne whatever
0: corinne corinne creep me out but he he made me uncomfortable babe he was doing a lot of acting for his position as the mailman he
1: really was he was just doing a little song and dance there was, was also an earlier
0: scene face. that we left out where he, seth sees him and he's like where's my new hampshire weekly digest and he was like oh i don't know i didn't get mine either no he must have fallen about off it. the truck no. Oh, no. I didn't talk about the scene where they ran into the postman okay. earlier. Wow. Anyway, so we go to the postman's house. So we go to the I know you guys house. want to hear the conclusion. This, so here we are. Here We're we at are.
1: We're done. We're done. We found it. We found it. We've come here. And the house is all packed up very creepily. And I'm... Re- <laughs> okay, so they sit down and, the, and Jess is like,
2: you know...
3: Well, Miss Fletcher thinks she can tell you what the winning number is and what the ticket looks like without her even looking at it. Looks like a lottery ticket.
2: Except that it's got a pinhole in it, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm reasonably sure that the number is 10032.
0: Because she remembers Evie and everyone's hilarious repartee about still being in their 30s. And
1: essentially what she has realized is that he knew it too. He knew the winning lottery number. He broke into her house, staged this horrific uh, suicide To steal the number so that he could retire early.
0: And then he prevented all the New Hampshire Digests from coming, which have the lottery winning number in it, so no one would know. I had
3: gone there with uh, less than honorable intentions. I I knew the house would be open. Silly woman never locked it. She must have heard me because she came down the stairs
2: and she caught you taking the ticket
3: She was going to shoot me i got a hold of her
0: <sighs>
1: dark darkness
0: on the side of darkness on the edges of Copa Cove. it was really dark-sided
1: it was it was <laughs> it was like it was evil and and so delicious. He
0: also accuses Jess. He calls Jess.
3: Hey, Miss, um, Miss Fletcher here is getting a little uppity since I caught her with your deputy oh. <laughs> a couple of days ago. Fact is, George, I believe her.
0: And you're both crazier than a mallet in heat. It is scary moments.
1: It's, it's tense. Jess is doing all the damn work. Seriously, did Amos Tupper even go with her? I'm she, he's there. He's there and he has to he he, he mainly because Jess she doesn't up. He says I agree yeah. with Jess. What the fuck? Get out of here. Get out of here.
0: You bastards. I really did not even think it was this postman though. I was like, this is a mystery episode.
1: But we, what we, and when we also didn't, are you exhausted? Y'all exhausted? It's exhausting getting on your knees to pray, but you got to do it. You got to do it. If you want (laughs) to save your damn souls. Um, But we forgot to, what we also didn't mention is that a kind of a through line in this is that Amos was trying all of these experimental cuisines and was making his tummy sick. So we do uh, get a, a button at the end. Yes, I
0: back thought in the, the button was. I thought the button was going to be about the name of the devil, and then finding the crossword. I was so ready for that button to be about Satan, Juice. but it's not. It's about. So the first cuisine was calamari, and this one is escargot. Escargot. So there's a hilarious escargot joke at the end of this where he like
1: tries it and it's like Ooh, and i know that's that's also so very 80s like can't believe you're
0: eating this i know it was a kind of a really lame button i was ready for something so much better like a sex button something about being tired out from too much sex but i think they had to just kind of pull it back cuz they really pushed the envelope with that fucking Beverly speech.
1: I would have, yeah, I would have love for Beverly and Ideal and Kareen and Loretta to all, like, be joining arms down the street and singing that
0: feminist song from Mary Poppins. Mm, Sister Suffragette? Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't that be hot?
0: Oh, that would be hot. That would be hot. Oh, or something from Hair. Oh, yeah. Let the sunshine in. Let yeah. the
1: sunshine <laughs> in.
0: Let the sunshine in. they're just in. over it. Jess is getting fucking bombed. Yeah. On Evie's Bordeaux. Evie brings a case of Bordeaux and they're just all getting bombed telling Jonathan Martin sex stories. That's how we need the episode to end.
1: Yes. Fuck. I know. Oh. oh thank well, you.
0: Well, for- as we float slowly out of Cobbett Cove, we've learned so much about the nature of God, carnal desire.
1: Mysterious. they mysterious ways. All the mysterious ways.
0: Truth and consequences. Red and green Santa Claus. Thank you for traveling Thank you, <laughs> thank you for journeying with us again. Just leave us an iconic review, share our shit on social media, join our Patreon, and um, download all the back episodes. And we love you, and, and thanks for coming to Cabot Cove with us.
1: It's been a privilege and honor to uh, spend spend some time worshiping with you. Still, be safe, our angels. We love you. We, we take your see spiritual you again.
0: journey very seriously. Yep. We take our shepherding of your souls seriously as we can. We
1: look to see you again in Cobbett Cove. Goodbye, babies. Bye.